I was reading a while back about um, brutalist architecture and brutalist. It's amazing. Brutalist yeah, architecture yeah. is amazing. I fucking love it. Um, it's really good. So I was reading about that, and then I got into like this article about um, uh, something that we actually have a lot here in the UK, which is when you see the um, the estates, like the you know the council houses. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. With, yeah. with those walkways outside. Um, yeah. They called like the I don't want to lie now, but I think it was like street uh, sky bridges or skywalks or or something skywalk yeah yeah with a boom yeah it's a skywalk yeah yeah and uh and so i i read this uh, read a lot at, at the time about this idea of like the future of cities with like multi-level cities and and how here in the uk there was a big big movement of that and um that's why we have those and uh, there was a big movement for it and against it i don't know did you read about local bousier yeah so what I, yeah, Luc Corbusier, yeah. Yay. So what I read, what I read was uh, there was a big, big movement about it, and it was like the future of, you know, like people are going to live multi-level and and to the point where I think is is it Canary Wharf uh, that has Canary Wharf. Yeah, it has a big example of this. It's like the, the, that whole area there, the the business park. I think is like a bunch of levels, and you can actually you know walk in uh -huh. someone else below you, and it died and it got a lot of lashback because there was this incident where uh, the police chased some kids into one of those uh, buildings like the 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 count when the council buildings and the kids used the those walkways to like escape the police and actually circle back around them and someone uh -huh. actually ended up dying in the middle of all this because there was a big, like, it was, became kind of a battlefield between the police and them because it was so confusing in so many levels. They were, like, running uh -huh. around and evading the police and actually kind of trapped them. And someone uh -huh. actually ended up dying. And then there was loads of articles came out about it and everything. And, and it was just like, right, we're done with this. And that movement <laughs> ended immediately because everyone was like, this is a bad idea. We can't do it and yeah but it's it's just amazing you know it's like police chasing one guy the guy dies and what's the reaction yeah let's just blame the architects let's not you know, build these like, buildings anymore yeah yeah that's the problem here let's not do it. and actually let's only do it from now on to the really poor people that can't afford their own yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> let's only do it to them because it's dangerous but but that's that's the type of uh, uh architecture which is in like uh I think it is in Kingsman, right? I think in the second one, and yeah. uh, and and in uh, which was that Michael Caine film, Harry Brown? I think yeah. it was in that whole section. Yeah, that's amazing. That archi architecture. Yeah. So in Harry, Harry Brown is filmed in an area which is severely dangerous, but yeah, part of it is because of the architecture. Because like the yeah. guys who run their little sections are like, they can just go in. It's it's like that kind of thing. Sorry, Charlie, continue. No, just, uh, you know, about the brutalist uh, yeah, uh, architecture, you know, style is just, yeah, amazing. I mean, in the, like, Totarico, uh, uh, Totarico, the whole, mm. the whole building, it is just based on brutalist. It, yeah. it is just, yeah, amazing. And Blade Runner as well. 
had so many great brutalist buildings in there. Yeah, I think uh, it, uh, it's an awesome an awesome movement in inside architecture like something that i'm usually not very interested in but when i started yeah. looking into brutalist stuff it's just it's so bold it's yeah it's it's amazing it yeah. have you i went to an exhibition once of local bousier's work do you know local bousier uh charlie no um, i don't think so i familiar with <clears throat> local bousier was quite he was uh, it wouldn't have been brutalism it's his actual he's got his own sub-niche in brutalism doesn't he has like the kind of structuralism um because it was structure it ah, um social structuralism was the fucking Sof uh, soviet movement and then after that you have these kind of western um capitalist um what you may call it um areas of europe who have these kind of styles and one of them is this guy local buzio who comes out who's on swiss franks by the way they put him on the Swiss prank note. Um, and his idea was that one, everything should be white. So he has his own white, like um, Man Ray Blue uh, International, sorry, not Man Ray Blue, uh, Yves Klein, like International Klein Blue. Um, but he has his own white. He says, everything should be pointed white. Everything should be brutal. And what we need to do is destroy entire cities and build them. And this exhibition I went to was his ideas. Someone had reconstructed his designs in models. So his blueprints are all around the room. And then there would be the model of what he would turn London into, what he would turn Paris into. He turned his city, his own like little town um, on the Swiss uh, French border. Um, he turned it into this massive fucking constructivist kind of brutalism. Everything was like, dun, 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 but people like, it was like, this is where like the artists and the politicians and this is where the poor live. And they all live in this like, little square area. Well, the thing <laughs> is like, uh, brutalism was, was very different from, from that like it really didn't have any of that bullshit of uh, well that's the thing yeah he was supposed to be was, like we all we're all legalitarian and then he his own town was so so fucking divided it was funny sorry but uh, he was clearly into s some other shit <laughs> actually I, a funny thing that i that i learned when i was reading on this was like, i didn't know because i always assumed like brutalism you know was from the fact that they look so the buildings look so so aggressive kind of you know like mm -hmm. brutal right but actually it turns out it comes from the fact that they're all concrete like naked concrete usually yeah they're very so, brutal to the environment no the thing is it's from the french bouton brut oh which means raw cement and so it became like brutalism and that's where the name comes from i, oh, I had no okay. idea yeah I didn't know that either. Wow. So it's like a funny coincidence because the look is is like that, you know, it's really like really forceful and but that's not where it comes from at all. Yeah. Sorry, I'm burping into my IPA right now. It's not even an IPA, it's an it's a PA. Apologies. Why is it not my, an IPA? Because it's not an Indian pale ale, it's just a pale ale. I'm confused by that statement. <laughs> 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 sorry i don't want to go straight from fucking architecture into beer because <laughs> yeah. that would be brutal oh. <laughs> where's my cement where's my cement <laughs> I, I was just thinking about in uh you know in in uh batman returns the, the yeah. film so yeah. the whole design of the city that that one it is well, they used the uh, famous Nazi builder 
if I remember, he was name was Speer or something like that. Mm. So it's like the one who's actually designed for Hitler about how it, it was to be look like the Third Reich and everything what he was designed. So Tim Burton and his team, they used that one as a design for Gotham to be in this mm. kind of type of dystopian type of fantasy. And meantime, it is, you know, suggesting in this power as well. As you have, we want to make we want to make a fantasy town. Fascism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it turns yeah. out fascism was great for uh, for <laughs> dystopian writers. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a great one. <laughs> uh, there is um, what was really funny. Um, I went to a small so I took Noy as well. This is how fucking romantic I am because everyone's like, "Oh, take her to Paris." No, I took her to Rome and took her to where they built the fascist. Fuck it. So Mussolini <laughs> had a suburb bulldozed and built it in marble and it's next to the old um to the old olympic stadium he built like an old olympic stadium for the 1932 olympics and it's got like all of these like fucking muscle bound like fucking greek roman gods like you phoebus of spain <laughs> sparta whatever um and it's got in in the front of the whole building as you enter it there's a massive obelisk which says mussolini dux which pretty much translates to like Mussolini forever. Um, and it's his, but it's like everything's structured perfectly. All Everything's in white marble and it does it like a fucking, like, oh, in the light, you're like, oh, it looks nice in the light. And then suddenly the sun hits it in the right way. And you just hear like, <laughs> like, oh, this is a dystopian future. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, a dystopian yeah. past. Yeah, it's a dystopian <laughs> past, yeah. I think it was... Um, I think it was designed by Marinetti, who his idea was to um, sink Venice as well. He was a futurist, but insane. Like he was like, we should put Venice underwater. Uh, it was like, it is already, it already is. Um, no, no. He was like, no, no, no. We flood the whole fucking thing. And they were like, no. Well, it it or, is um, sinking though. So yeah. But uh, you know, I'm just curious. What was his plan afterwards? So it's like okay, let's say that. Yeah, no, yeah, he just he just didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, and just seeing it, you know, it does. And, like, and what now? Well, well, yeah, Mar- what do you mean, Marinetti? <laughs> Marinetti, Marinetti's quite an interesting guy because he's a futurist, and the majority of his movement died in the First World War because, fu- uh, according to future, not from the they war, kept trying to sink everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, his no. This is another thing. Um, so the whole thing of futurists were that they. What you must, whatever you do, you must go towards future. Like, and in just two things they thought that would do that. One was industrialization, and the other one was war. And they like seriously worshipped war um, to the point of like the war machine. There are a lot of their painting, these beautiful paintings, are of them like painting fucking gun barrels and like all parts of everything. And again, one of them, um, I think it was um, Leonardo. His idea, he had an idea of restructuring Paris by blowing it to pieces. By the way, they were, Italy was allies at this point with them, but a lot of them went off to war to fight the Austrians, and they a lot of them died. Marinetti was one of the only ones to kind of like him of a handful to survive, and Mussolini actually spoke, like was not friends with him, but well, I think she they were friends actually at one point. He, but he designed a few things for Mussolini, and one of the things he did as well, he had a restaurant which was so batshit crazy. Like first of all, you had to eat what was it? You had to eat raw vegetables with whipped cream while stroking a piece of sandpaper with one hand while caressing ball balls with the other one while they were playing Wagner at you out of a styrofoam like literally right at your hat, hat face while someone sprayed you in the face with perfume 
Yeah, that's, Wait, that's every what? day. Oh, what? That is what I do every day <laughs> after I finish my job. <laughs> Let's just do that's, something. You got the insensation of life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading his. I actually went and looked it up. So he wrote the the Futurist Manifesto. Manifesto, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's got a, we call it, to violence. It's business. got a. It's got a quote here where he says, um, "Destroy the museums, the libraries, every type of academy," and then uh, he also says, "We will glorify war, the world's only hygiene, Mel militarism, patriotism, the destructive gesture of freedom bringers, beautiful ideas worth dying for, and scorn for women." This was a. Oh, he was he was batshit crazy. Marinetti, seriously mad, but. Oh, the fucked up guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he was. He was a lot of. Uh, that's the thing because a lot of the futurists also inspired the fa the fascists. So the actual political party that spawns the word fascist. Um, Mussolini was a great fan of his artistically, which is really really weird considering that most fascists go into like a classical way, and then there was this fucking movement of artists writers poets um they inspired a group here which then became the vortices but the vortices kind of turned their way on their head to actually like spawn violence towards futurism it's a lot of art about violence um and if you see vortices work i've vortices work is like dystopian like fucking dystopian fucking greens like literally like dystopian oatmeal is the way i can just so for example um percival windham windham lewis who was the um main man of the whole thing and he wrote he wrote their manifesto called blast i've got blast here where it's like of course um, you've got blast there Obviously. of course no it's course. much better manifesto <laughs> how can you live without the basic yeah. bookshelf material <laughs> I'm not joking. Actually, if you guys can get a copy, get it. It's actually really fucking because it's got artwork, but it's got mostly poem. What is it? It says, "Blessed the barber. He attacks Mother Nature for a small fee." <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Many people. This is a brilliant one. Many people call the English uncivilized, ungestured, unth uh, unthoughtful, and unprogressive, and we quite agree. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of poem <laughs> exactly yeah yeah it is um i like it, it. Um, okay i'm ordering that now order it blast and order it with the giant pink cover as well because its original cover is this giant pink with like blast written across it and it was their kind of like destruction for like for the mundane destruction for those in idle for destruction for those who were um who were like of the establishment it's like literally was a call to violence against those who are uh, setting us back Wyndham lewis is the only so you know the summer exhibition organized by the royal academy no Oh, okay. So every year, like the Salon, like, you know, it's a giant art exhibition by the Royal Academy where they pretty much accept any, if you apply and you get judges. And, oops, sorry. Wyndham Lewis is the only artist that I know of who was forcibly removed from it. <laughs> I think he was waving around a revolver. I'm not sure. But um, he was in it, Ezra Pound, if you've read any of Ezra Pound's poetry. Um, again, just like very bohemian, very violent. Um who else um there's david bomberg who bomberg was brilliant he he was doing these kind of things of like the jewish baths he he linked his kind of own heritage he was living in Whitechapel at the time and if i remember a quote from his own diary i have to cross a river of blood every day before i go to work because Whitechapel was where all the abattoirs were and they used to all the blood used to go down the street literally like a small river of blood um it sounds like us when we were used to work in retail 
so it's exactly <laughs> work. Blood, blood if it was a good day. Yeah, yeah blood if it was a good day. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, this is, I mean, I'm a much bigger fan of the Vorticist than I am of the Futurists. Futurists, though they are kind of in their own way brilliant, they, are, they tend to kind of have this bourgeoisie about them. While like the Vortisist then kind of had this, um, so you had um, what was it Bomberg, uh, Wyndham Lewis, um, Wadsworth, um, Epstein, Joseph Epstein, who did. If you see Joseph Epstein's sculptures, I'm pretty hard to understand how anybody could have not. So like you know the um, what do you call it? Uh, you know the um, the robots in Star Wars. All yeah. the robots and stars. Literally, all of them must have been fucking stolen from Joseph Epstein at some point or another. Because like every mask, everything's like this, and he was making all in 1910 out of like massive things of marble. Yeah, sorry, friends. He was either a futurist or even a you know time traveler. So he just came back and was like, I just saw this film Star Wars. Fuck it, let me just capture mm-hmm. it. You know, they can ask me on the origin. Yeah, you guys are gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's brilliant. He's got one called the Drill Maker, which is this massive. Um, sorry, I'm burping. This massive. You don't um, need to announce it. It's fine. <laughs> I am burping. I shall burp. I shall burp at you, bitch. Vavast. Belch. This is just massive marble sculpture with like a drill um, worked into it, and it's got this kind of. It's just this. It's quite like a, a powerful looking thing, but like it's still amazingly technically done. Hmm. Is it, uh, fuck. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you want to go see Wyndham Lewis's brain, his brain's in the medical museum. I think I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm fine. I okay. I, I, I never felt the need to. Yeah, but I mean, good, good to know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, just in case, you know, middle of the night, I just wake up as like, yeah, yeah. I, I urgently have to see in the morning his yeah. brain. <laughs> like, no, no it's, it's, it's quite I'm interesting. His brain. He died yeah. of, he died of an extremely rare tumor. And yeah, of course this... he died because he had no brain inside in his body. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the hospital. Inside <laughs> 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 the guy. Of course he died because his brain is into the museum. It's, yeah. it's like, Uh, oh Oh my god i'm actually crying (laughs) from that one oh god yeah you two are terrible (laughs) yeah the funny thing is uh this guy these guys we were just talking about um i forgot his name fuck it amaretti um marinetti Amaretti will be amaretti not amaretti no (laughs) <laughs> don't forget <laughs> you gotta do that yeah. uh, so the, oh, they uh, do that in Argentina all the time this guy is writing about like you know we will hate women and destroy all the museums um, by the way should we say museums or museums I just, whatever oh yeah which I one go, is the right way in English I go museums because a it's museum is... I've, I've heard like Americans say museums they say everything wrong in fucking <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, the future, futurists—they they they considered themselves, and they were considered utop like a utopian. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's it's a funny 
like when we talk about dystopian future now, mm -hmm. just say that because we've seen it works out wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like fascists thought they were utopian. They were like, yeah, we're going to make it so much better when all the Druze are gone, like, it'll be great. <laughs> like, I've, got to, I've got to admit, actually, there's something you have to think of when they're like, well, how are you going to make everything better? First thing we do, ethnic cleansing. Like, no, no yeah, not fix course. the transport system. <laughs> not, 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 like, fix, like, the fucking, like, food, way we do food. No, get rid of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're going to steal shit from the Romans, why not their architectural achievements, you know? Like, exactly. build the aqueducts and, and, you know, they... And, and walkways <laughs> like they didn't do you want like let's do you want to do you want to know what a new um insult for mussolini is now because apparently that's the thing i don't uh, know general <laughs> it's called general head lettuce calling him general head lettuce why um why do we so, have a new insult for him um so he, Mussolini, he died a little bit long time ago i think like what's the need yes sitting around and like how do i call this guy an asshole now like you yeah. don't need to anymore i'm, I'm sure he's gonna feel bad you know it's <laughs> like somewhere somehow so, you know? yeah like just don't read his stuff it'll be fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mussolini didn't write <laughs> well then even better you know but by the way have you seen that on on twitter this boss fight which i think we are living an amazing age when Mussolini's granddaughter and Jim Carrey they arguing on Twitter. What? And that that's just amazing. What are and, they arguing about? Yeah, because uh, I think Jim Carrey was drawing uh, uh, a picture of Mussolini <laughs> as, as an asshole, and Mussolini's granddaughter was replying, and Jim Carrey replied to her as well. So basically, they started to arguing, and I was like, "That's amazing age when you can see Jim Carrey to arguing with Mussolini's granddaughter." <laughs> Do you want to know something else as well? Mussolini's granddaughter was a senator in in uh, in Italy. That doesn't bode well. Do you know mm, what? Yeah. And she was she she was running for. I don't think she was for La Liga, which is the new fascist party, but she was for one of the older ones. By the way, yes, Italy has multiple fascist parties. Why is now. it? Is it? Why is it that there's a new fascist party in every every country? In Portugal, there's Chega. In Spain, there's the Box. Mm, those weirdos, yeah. In Italy, there's uh, those guys. Yeah. Like, it, why the fuck? Well, John Oliver did a thing recently, which is because actually, um, for the first time in history, authoritarian ships start to be coming into their own again. Sorry, mm -hmm. not for the first time in history, but oh. the first time in a long time. The first time strong in a long time. Yeah. yeah, strong man politics. So, for example, you have Hungary at the moment. Sorry, Charlie. Um, who, who do have their dictator? He, he didn't do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you vote for, Charlie? <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously there's them. Um, obviously Poland as well. Poland, they're kind yeah. of fascists. Oh, fucking pro kind of fascists. <laughs> you say <laughs> kind of fascists. No, I say yeah. kind of fascists because they do actually have an official fascist yeah. party and it's not them. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, anyway, that reminds me, you know, uh, you know Terence McKenna's uh, theory of of novelty well he calls no. it something else um he, he used to use the word novelty but i don't know how he would call the whole thing but so terence mckenna uh not so long ago philosopher american philosopher 
Um, by the way, I'm referencing him now. I know of him through all my stoner friends because he's the, the elect favorite philosopher of stoners. Yeah, because, that's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan. It's either him yeah, or I'm Sam, not, I'm Sam not, the other guy. I'm not a big Sam's fan of him. I don't know Sam. It's usually Alan Watts, but Alan Watts actually is he's pretty cool. Um, but that, that means you maybe never heard about him, what he said in really. So you just get about the, you know, uh, translations through a stoner. No, but I remember they're, they're recent enough that there's videos of them. Oh, so okay. I, I remember, so, I remember a stoner quoting Alan Watts at me randomly, like, going, this is yeah, why we should legalize marijuana. And it's that's like, how they do it, yeah. Which is funny because Alan Watts actually, I don't remember ever hearing him talk about drugs. Terence McKenna, however, I don't remember hearing him talk about anything that wasn't drugs. Uh, <laughs> so Terence McKenna has some interesting stuff, but also a lot of um, bullshit. Um, yeah, you can say it. It's bullshit. It yeah, is I bull mean, a lot. I was of trying McKenna to build up the moment. Uh, you delivery, Adam. Fuck you, man. Yeah, fuck bull, you. The delivery yeah, is a system of the bourgeoisie. He has a lot of bullshit. That was a good one. Um, so anyway. Terence McKenna, to introduce you to him, if you've not heard this guy, he does have some interesting stuff. I mean, it, listen to him with a cynical mind, uh, mm -hmm. as you should to everyone. But I'll give you an example of why I don't like Terence McKenna. I remember once him talking about um, the complexity of nature, and he starts saying um, that, you know, when you look at nature, well, you look at anything, things are built from a very simple foundation to a more complex more complex more complex levels as it grows and that applies to everything is what you were saying like you know in nature you have uh, like single cell organisms that are really really simple like that's the most basic thing you can have then when you have many cells and then uh, you have like a, 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 a organism that's a little bit more complex and then it grows it grows it grows until you have like whole colonies of uh, of ants that kind of work the same way that each ant in, at a molecular level works similarly, you know what I mean? So he's talking about how all the levels of complexity, um, uh, how nature is built from least complex to most more complex and how everything reflects that. And which this it obviously, yeah, makes all sense. Like we all can agree with this. It's a very simple observation, but he says this by going, I think it's fair to say that if it hadn't been psychedelics, I, I wouldn't have really come to this discovery. I'm like, really, if you hadn't tripped off your balls, you wouldn't be able to tell that things go from simpler to more complex. And you think it's a discovery in your age. You think no one realized this before. Anyway, so he, has, he had this thing where he actually built a, a computer program that if you look at it, and I think you can download it in some places still, it just looks like DOS, you know, when you restart uh, Windows and you see all the, like, the black yeah. screen with the programming. It just looks like that. And he actually built this programming. And the way he explains it makes no fucking sense uh, because it just creates graphs. So the, the idea is that it applies to all of history, but it can also apply to you individually. Like, if you put your data onto the program somehow, uh, it, it gives you this chart. And the chart is tracks novelty. And he says, yeah, everything is cyclical, and this program proves that. 
I don't think it does, but everything seems to be cyclical. So he runs this program and somehow he based this on the I Ching. I have no fucking idea how he proposes this happened, but the I Ching is, is a, a, an old, you probably know, Adam. Yeah, I know the I Ching, yeah. yeah. Like I think I've very, got one somewhere around yeah, here. Like a very old, it's essentially like a, a divination uh, thing. It's, it's, it's like Nostradamus for the Chinese. Yes, yeah. So like, uh, for, example, for example, the Wise Khan, uh, as Adam and I like to call him, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the great, the great, uh, the great Kublai Khan. The great Kublai Khan used to counsel, get counsel from his uh, Chinese man from the I Ching's, like it predicts the future. It's like tarot, right? And it has uh, like 30 something pieces, I think. And what Terence McKenna did was somehow, I don't know how, but this is his explanation. He took all these pieces and he somehow tracked those into a computer program and <laughs> it gives this thing. So what it does is it, it gives you this chart and, and he, in some of his videos, like he runs the program and he starts pointing and he goes like, okay, see here, here's uh, like the 19, late, like late 1930s. And it, it's very low, the line. It's like almost no novelty, right? At, at this time, the world was in balance. Like it, things were going well, like we were evolving, but there was nothing new. Like for if, like the 20s had finished, like we had gone through the craze of like big expansion, whatever. And there was no novelty. And then you get to like 1940s and it goes way up and he's like, not a good time, but a lot of new shit, you know? <laughs> so his thing is like that it, it will always be like times of great novelty, then like come back to like mm -hmm. stagnant, becoming. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming he's, he's saying that the Marco Polo bridge incident that happened in 1937 wasn't a thing. <laughs> it wasn't well, novel. It wasn't well you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing this and it's bullshit anyway, mm -hmm. but you, what I mean is, what is true that he is saying is that uh, it seems like in history, it always goes in these cycles. Like you get, you know, for a few years now, we have the longest time of peace, air quotes, that the the, East, the Western world has ever known, right? For a long time after uh, Pax Romana, it was now, and and that was like lower novelty, kind of. You know what I mean? Like we were at peace, kind of. Uh, yeah, we were destroying the East, but whatever. You know, whenever <laughs> we. Um, but now it's coming to the point where everything's just going fucking insane. It's like you know, like we're all getting fascism. You know, and also you know, world pandemic and shit. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's an interesting bit of. Yeah, bullshit. I mean, usually they 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 saying you know it's like history is not repeating itself; it just rhymes. So because you yeah, will get you similar stuff, yeah. Yeah, Maybe there you enough. go. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that adds up. Besides all the you know itching shit. Yeah. By the way, it's interesting what you said about the you know in in the way he analyzing stuff and and statistics and uh, do you know guys Herbert from Denikan? No. He's a he's a famous philosopher as well and writing about books of you know like uh, about Egyptians and everything and and lots of kind of theories or against theories or anything and he will, one of his books he proved that pickle the soury pickle mm -hmm. can causing accidents 
can he, he proved that as a statistics so if you're eating a, a, a pickle can cause in like a, a, a train catastrophes or planes can crash <laughs> or you can have an auto a car accident or anything because based on the statistics you could tell every driver and pilot they were eating pickle before their journey before and because that was a common point in in their lives therefore as a statistic prove that pickle can be the reason why happened all of these disasters yeah it's kind of kind of the same yeah i'm in internal yeah. battle i am literally in internal battle over <laughs> that mention because like i'm sitting here like well, yeah it kind of makes sense but also <laughs> like, i think that's the point like, probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also i well, just really want to eat a pickle now yeah yeah now, yeah, now same. really <laughs> Are you guys pickles and mustard? Well, somewhere, you know that it's gonna be a disaster if you. Well, you it. gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Actually, no question. Do you guys like pickles and mustard? 